This is SBS News in Easy English. I'm Peggy Giacomelos. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has held virtual meetings with members of Australia's Indian community in the wake of a decision to suspend flights from India. Thousands of Australians are stuck in India, which recorded more than 360,000 new COVID-19 cases and just over 3,000 deaths in the latest 24-hour reporting period. Immigration Minister Alex Hawke says flights from India to Australia are likely to resume soon and passengers will be sent to a special quarantine facility in the Northern Territory. We're going to consult heavily with the Australian community about the situation in India, with our agencies, with DFAT, uh, and do whatever we can to protect vulnerable Australians who are in a very difficult war zone within a very serious pandemic. Uh, And as soon as we can get those flights back up safely with the health advice in place, we'll do so. More than two million doses of COVID-19 vaccines have been administered in Australia. The vaccine rollout remains well behind schedule and some people in the priority groups, such as the elderly, are yet to receive a vaccination. Commodore Eric Young, who is leading the Commonwealth vaccine operation, says the two million figure is an achievement. That two million milestone is a time for us to reflect now and think about where we've come from, but also where we need to go. It took 47 days for us to get to our first million doses administered and 19 days to get to the second million doses administered. We are building capacity. We are getting a little better every day. Several states are planning to stop hotel quarantine by commissioning new built-for-purpose quarantine facilities for return travellers. Victoria and Western Australia are considering projects outside of major city centres. It comes after WA Premier Mark McGowan announced three high-risk quarantine hotels will be scrapped and the state will reduce its returned traveller intake. The McEwer, Sheraton Four Points and Novotel Langley will stop taking guests next month. Oh, we're reviewing all of that. Uh, the Commonwealth has facilities that are available. They decline to use them. Uh, but we'll examine what is available, what we can do. Uh, it's not my preferred option. There's currently facilities that exist for this purpose that aren't being used for this purpose and they're controlled by the Commonwealth. So uh, that's my preferred option. A new report by the University of Victoria predicts the international education sector will halve due to the pandemic. In 2019, foreign students were worth $40.3 billion to the Australian economy, but that figure is predicted to drop to $20.5 billion by the end of 2022. International Education Association of Australia executive Phil Honeywood says border closures have caused problems in the region. At any one time, up to a third of cabinet ministers in Indonesia and Malaysia government can be educated in Australia. And so it's actually a real loss to Australia's engagement with our region when this goes out the door. 
Prime Minister Scott Morrison has warned Australia's security environment is changing and requires better defence abilities. Australian military bases are being improved through a $750 million funding package. Mr Morrison insists his government wants peace. He also says defence investment is not about targeting China. In sport, Japanese organisers and the International Olympic Committee have moved forward with plans for the postponed Tokyo Olympics to commence on July the 23rd. They have published the final version of rule books, which shows how the Games can be held during a pandemic. Tokyo, Osaka and several other areas are currently in a state of emergency. Fans from abroad have already been banned. That's SBS News in Easy English. Thank <laughs> you.